morning, Maddie. Hi. How are you today? I'm good. You're good? Yes. You have a nice smile on your face. I am excited about our topic for today. Oh, it looks like you are prepared too. Let me see that. Yes. Let me see that I am wearing my Brian Erlacher jersey, ah. which you can't see, and it's backwards in the thing, but there it is. Ah, the Erlacher jersey. Oh. Yes, the only jersey I own, <laughs> which explain that to me, please, because I've been yeah. a Bears fan since 1984. 84, not 85, 84. Oh, it's been before. a long ass time explained to me between all the birthdays and anniversaries and Mother's Day why I don't own like the whole set of the 85 bears. Like, I don't even know. <laughs> I don't even know why I should have Peyton and Singletary and McMahon faux show. But, but after 35 years, I should have like Gary Fezzik. I should have Richard Dan. I should have Otis Wilson and Dan Hampton. Like, come on, hook a girl mm -hmm. up. I don't understand. So for uh, those of you who haven't picked up on what today's topic is about, today's topic is about football. <laughs> and we're calling this episode Football a Family Affair. So today's episode talks about how a lot of things, we'll get into that a little later. But let me let me give you a little bit of background too. So as we've said before, I've known this girl forever. She and I have been friends forever. Um, and one of the things I've always loved about being friends with her is we could talk about sports, like like everything. That that was always like awesome. That's one of the things I love about it, and one of the things I've always hated about it at the same time. <laughs> because oh, we're being completely honest, is what we're doing here today. Okay. <laughs> growing up. All she would ever talk about is the Chicago Bears, and oh, Bears. I don't, I don't even know how she became a Bears fan. To be completely honest with you, through all the years, but we'll, we'll find that out during the episode. Um, but it wasn't just her; it was and our entire group of friends. I happen to have a lot of female friends, and uh, we've all known each other for years, and we would all get together and watch football. And it was the most amazing thing, you know, to grow up with a bunch of women that knew as much, if not more than, about football than a bunch of guys sitting together, you know, kind of thing. And we would do the wings and beer and the whole nine and everything. And But at the same time, it was, you know, it was a lot of fun. So we're going to talk a little bit today about Nadi's origins in, in football and uh why the bears, you know, and stuff like that. And, you know, there are reasons. We'll, I have reasons. We'll, we'll, we'll work through all that. So, so Nadia, tell us a little bit about why football is so important to you and how did you get there? So we should probably explain why in a podcast about immigrants and immigrant children, why football <laughs> has come up. And it's because of my dad. My dad came to the States and wanted to be a good American and, it's America, one of America's pastimes. Thank God he didn't get into baseball. I don't know who I'd be if he got into baseball. Um, but he went from Pakistan to Hawaii and from Hawaii to Miami and became a Dolphins fan. And then, uh, you know, the local team, right? So he becomes a Dolphins fan. And uh, my older sister started watching football with him. She's four years older than me. 
And as I was growing up, I wanted to be like my sister. And so she sat and watched football with my dad. She became a Cowboys fan. Um, and this is that, listen, calm down. Okay. Um, and so she, and they were America's team and my brother and my father paid attention to the Cowboys because of what was happening on the sidelines with the cheerleaders, you know, the Cowboy cheerleaders. Yeah, nobody watches yeah. those. That was um, not, uh, that, that was a, what do, you, what do you call it? A confounding factor in um, why the Cowboys were on our TV a lot. Um, but she was a Bears fan. I mean, I'm sorry, a Cowboys fan. And um, they were pretty. And this is after the Staubach years. This was Danny White those years, Tony Dorsett that, that time. Um, and they were, they were lovely to watch. They, they put together a nice game, nice, well-executed plays, really steady offense. Um, and, and she loved it. And so I was a Cowboys fan for a minute trying to suck up to her. And then when I was eight years old, John Madden and Pat Summerall started talking about this defense. They started talking about the monsters of the midway. And I saw the bears play and I saw the bears beat the shit out of quarterbacks. And I was like, Oh, I want that. I want to be associated with that. I'm a bear. So my dad's a dolphin, a dolphin, which is so lame. My dad's a dolphin. My sister's a cowboy and I'm a bear. And the thing is, is I think in, in what we've already discussed, it's been pretty clear that my dad was not a great human being, a great father, yeah, but you could, ar- you could argue with him on Sundays. Like you could never be allowed to talk back to my father, but you could on Sundays, you could get in daddy's face and be like, ha, we won, or we made that first down. He's cheering for the defense and we're cheering for the offense. You could get in his face. And so why is that an why is that an, why is that an interesting point in life to a Pakistani family? Because we weren't it's allowed the, to disagree with him in public. Mm. We weren't even allowed to know about football in public. Um, in preparation for this podcast, I didn't really do research as much as I talked to my sister. <laughs> and if we were home with daddy on Sundays, we could argue for our team, for what the next play should be, whether that was a good call or whether that was a bad call, you know, because this is before instant replay and 75 different camera angles, right? Like you had to know if he put his toe, listen, I could call Jerry Rice being in from Miami. Okay. Like I could see it because I knew how to watch it in real time, but you, that's the argument. His toes are out. No, his toes are in, you know, like that, that right, thing. Right, right, right. So you could do that with him. But if we were at one of my cousin's houses, you could not. Mm. If because he loses face or something correct. like that. So, right. So when we're alone, he fosters this independence and, and allows aggression. And then when we're out, we're supposed to tamp it all down. Mm. And so it was the only release we had. Um, and what I ended up talking with her about was like that, that I think pushed me towards this really burly, ugly, mean, nasty team that comes Mm -hmm. out in 85 and Mm -hmm. proceeds Mm -hmm. to eat people. 
Like the defense just didn't let anybody do anything. Mike Singletary is throwing his body around. Richard Dent is grabbing people with one arm and just slamming them to the floor. And I'm I'm there yelling, kill him. Like this is like aggression to the max from this little eight-year-old. Like I'm missing teeth and shit. And I'm just like, go, kill him. And and Mike Ditka's on the sidelines throwing clipboards. He's grabbing Jim McMahon by his helmet. They're like fighting. And, uh, you know, all of the thing. And I'm little, you know, so when people are cursing on the sidelines and you can see, you know what they said, you know what they said. Oh, my God. I got so happy because Don Shula would never do that. Like I was watching Dolphins games and I was like, Dolphins are a bunch of pansies. Look at how Mike Ditka's running his show. <laughs> like it, I was just all about it. And so it stuck. It was it was wanting to be part of something tough something scary, but it was definitely a persona I was putting on because Mm -hmm. I was so confused and hurt and scared most of the time. But Mm -hmm. I had this eight hours, man. Thank God there's a one o'clock game and a four o'clock game, right? That it was just those eight hours of just sitting there. I knew where daddy was going to be. I knew what room to avoid. I knew or where to be. I knew where I could find my sister, like all of it. And, and you could predict it. And mom would make um, roast beef subs, legit roast beef subs. She'd take a roast beef, put it in the oven for a few hours, cut it and like have this like tender, great meat. And then the sub and then you're eating subs and he's drinking beer. And I'm like, we're OK for these eight hours. We're OK. So when football season would end. Me and my sister were like, when's, when's preseason? When, hello, somebody, please help me. Because <laughs> um, we didn't get into anything else. And then football's a religion in Florida anyways. Right. So that's how, that's how it happened. And then I just stuck with them. We've, mm-hmm. The Bears have always been known for their defense. And the Erlacher years were good years. They weren't Mike Singletary years, but that's because of Jay Cutler. Um, <laughs> Yeah, I was telling the story this morning to my oldest that the Bears were in the Super Bowl in 2007 when I was pregnant with her. And the first play of that game was the kickoff and Devin Hester caught the ball and ran it back 99 yards for a touchdown. And I'm like, this Super Bowl just opened with my touch. I was, listen, pregnant women are emotional already. I was over the moon. I was like, we're going to win. And I'm rubbing my belly and I'm telling her how she's going to be born into this perfect world where the Bears are the champions of the NFL. Like it was all going to be all the things I was going to buy her onesies, Super Bowl, like all of it. And then we lost. (laughs) We had lost. I was crying through the fourth quarter. Her dad was sitting next to me with his arms around me, like trying to, I'm bawling. And I'm there negotiating with the Bears. I'm like, I've been a fan since 1984. You can't win this game for me, for my baby. What are you doing? He's like, honey, they can't hear you. And I'm like, don't, don't. What do you Don't mean they can't that. What hear are you me? talking about? <laughs> what, are you, what, what is that? What, is, what do you mean you, they, they can't hear me? Why, am I, why have I been screaming from my couch for 20-something years if they can't hear me? Damn Canadians. <laughs> you know? They don't know. He don't know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. It was, it's, it's been like that. <laughs> so, football <laughs> is, has been a, a large part of your life, you know, since you were a kid. And yeah. 
obviously that fostered a certain relationship with your dad. Yeah. What about the rest of your family? How has football affected the rest of your family? So my sister and I became these anomalies where we stuck with it. Um, so I was eight when I basically declared for the Bears. And then by 12, my parents were divorcing, but we didn't let it go. This wasn't like something that was a, a symptom of being around him. And then when he was gone, it was gone. Like how I got into right. hockey when I was married and now I don't watch hockey games. Right. Like it's not, it wasn't like that. We, we stuck with it. And there was a certain amount of loyalty, but there was a certain amount of like, it was an anchor. Um, and no one else in my family that I know of, my cousins really got into football like a religion the way we did i have um i have one cousin who's very into it now my age my you know him my little brother cousin um he's but he's very much into college he loves college football he'll watch the nfl but he loves college um which i don't follow closely um because that's also partially your fault because i was going to um games and that spoiled like hell at University of Miami games. Um, so I'm ruined and can't really enjoy college let's, football. Let's, let's not talk about those those days. Um, Why? What's the that's football not episode? That's, that's not, no, no, no. Let's not talk about those, <laughs> those things. Um, let's go back to, uh, yeah, your dad. No. <laughs> so, but yeah, football football is, is a, obviously a, a huge part of American pastime, a huge part of what, the ethos of America. Um, and you've, <laughs> you drank the Kool-Aid really early, Bro. <laughs> <laughs> really early, made some more and drank some more yourself. Seriously. You know, kind of <laughs> um, and we've had a bazillion conversations about football, you know, ourselves. Yes. Um, so have you, not only say push that ethos down, but, but has, have your girls taken on that same level of, of, of so, um, they don't really have a, so I take over the TV, you know? Oh, no, 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 wait, wait, finish that other statement. They don't have, what, what was that? What were you about a, to say? A, a choice? <laughs> I mean, you can't force your kids to like the things that you like, but your kids are going to like the things that you like, especially Maybe. if you're energetic and excited about it. And so... I've been a screaming at the TV person forever. I okay, watch so. everything like it's sports. I watch the news <laughs> like it's sports. I watch political debates like it's sports. I scream and yell at American Ninja Warrior. You know, yes. like it's all of it. Oh my God. And me and the Olympics, listen, <laughs> you know, it's just, it's just the way I am. So the, if the TV was on in the house, for extended periods of times, it was on sports. I could put on football. I could put on hockey. I, I put on tennis. When the Olympics are on, the Olympics are on winter or summer. Watch these people swim. Watch these people ski. What are we watching? The Olympics. And all of those inspirational stories about how hard these individuals have worked. Like, I like that message being around. Mm -hmm. So I, I've never gotten into soap operas and I've never gotten into, like, I don't want to say regular. I mean, I do watch TV, TV shows. Dramas. TV exactly. Dramas. I mean, I do watch TV shows. I'm not. I'm not going to front like I don't. But if my TV's on, more likely than not, there is something to cheer at 
on TV. My TV was on Australian rules football this morning. So yeah, I totally That's what it. I'm saying. Like yeah. I it's it's easy for me. That's an easy choice. My ex would pick Discovery Channel. So they're the kids. They have a choice between sports or the Discovery Channel and they're like, "Oh, she yells at sports. Put <laughs> sports on. We want to see mom yell." And I'm like, "I'm not going to yell. I'm busy. I'm doing something. I'm whatever." And then sure enough, what kind of call was that? I even got into curling. We were watching the Olympics and then I started screaming during curling and my family's like, "You hear how like nobody there is screaming? You're screaming more than the people attending the game." And I'm like, "This is bullshit." But like it it's just that's how I enjoy it. So the kids enjoy it because that's how I enjoy it. And so exactly. But this little heifer, the Super Bowl one, she did not grow up to be a Bears fan. She started liking Cam Newton and became a Panther. And now he's left. Oh, and I'm so proud of her. He's left the Panthers and now she's like F Cam Newton and she's staying with the team. And I totally get that because that's what happened to me when Jim McMahon left the Bears and he started playing for the Vikings. And I was like, what is wrong with your brain? And so I stuck with the Bears and my love affair with Jim McMahon was over. Oh, our, our passion did not survive him working for an opposing team Aww. in my division, no less. 28 so, other fucking teams you could have gone to. You had to go to the Vikings. So Mike Singletary, thank you. So the Green Bay is 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 a constant uh, thorn in your side, huh? I'm just curious as to what 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 do you think about the whole situation right now? With um, I think one of the first words my children learned was Favre, <laughs> because I hate Favre. that man. Oh my god. <laughs> Who do we hate, sweetie? Far. <laughs> Good job. Good job, honey. Like, I just, was that your, wasn't that your password for a long time? I hate Brett Favre. Wasn't that like no, your password? <laughs> no. Nobody would ever figure that out, you know? No, mm-hmm. it was not. What about Aaron Rodgers? I mean, I heard he's why, looking for why, a new home. Why? I mean, why? He's looking for a new why home, I heard. I, I heard he's, he's looking for he, a- I hope he gets a new home over Dirk. <laughs> could you please get out of the nfc north please go play for the afc just get out okay i've dealt with aaron Rodgers for a long time and from march to august i have a ton of respect for that man he's an amazing quarterback he knows how to put a game together he knows how to lead he knows how to hang in there until the fourth quarter oh my god but from september to february can something happen to that man so that he doesn't have to play the bears please Twice a year, I got to deal with this. And then all of the, I, I really don't want to say the, what's it. The, what's, the, what's the Bears record against against him? I'm just curious. What's that? I don't, don't know. know that stat? No. Nope. Oh, I happen to have it here. Would you like to know that stat? Just, do you want what? do you want to make it to 35 years of being friends or do, are we stopping are we stopping oh, I'm today? putting a hard I'm putting a hard stop on I'm just saying like, oh my god I didn't realize you wanted this to end but I oh, mean no. we can you know what? whatever let me let me just let me just scratch that part out right, right there yeah I don't, I don't uh, know. Yeah. I've, I've watched almost every one of those games you don't need to tell me I show up for my beatings and I'm <laughs> Like there it is. Go ahead. <laughs> I watch. Uh huh. I show up for my bi- for my bi seasonal meetings. Yeah. You know. Oh. Yep. Well, here's here's what's interesting. Um, if you could put together your the 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 best Bears team of all time, who would who would be your quarterback? 
give me hold on, give me give me quarterback, wide receiver, run running back, and then on the defense, give me your picks there too. Why why are you doing this to me? I okay, mean, are listen, there any limits? Because you said running back. There are no Payton. there are no limits. All right, running back is Walter Payton. Period. Point blank. Um, quarterback and wide receiver. Well, it has to be a set, right? Because I mean, Montana and Jerry Rice worked. Um, no matter where they went. Correct. Um, no, I don't want to answer this question. <laughs> I don't want to answer this question. There's no core. Oh, God dang it. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. That's a lie. I can see it on your face. <laughs> <laughs> if I had my dream quarterback. But, but, Go ahead. Go ahead. Say it. Roll it. Let it roll off your tongue. Let it roll off your tongue. Go right ahead. Peyton Manning. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. I don't like this game. <laughs> Peyton Manning and I don't I don't like this game because the, he's the one we lost to in that goddamn Super Bowl. I don't like this game. And who's his wide receiver? Anybody, because he can throw to anybody, Fitzgerald. <laughs> Fitzgerald, ah, oh, yes. That would be an amazing tandem, yes. Yes, uh-huh. you're mean. <laughs> hey, now I'm going to give you defense. Go right ahead. You're, you're Singletary, fine. Otis Wilson, and Richard Dent. <laughs> See? See, that went down easy. All right. <laughs> but what has football meant to you as a as a... It's just another way to fucking be different, mm. honestly. Because you were when we started, you were talking about how we all used to hang out and and eat wings, and y'all would drink beer. I was too young, but or well, you didn't. But anyways, we don't need to get into the getting getting <laughs> almost getting into a fight in Hooters story. That was yeah, not no. me. No. Um, no. So, what are you talking about? Those things never happen. Please stay on topic. <laughs> Sorry. Um, but like we're hanging out and I'm hanging out with all these guys talking football, like legit talking football, knowing my stuff, being able to call the play, seeing that it's, you know, third down and 12 and knowing what they're going to call and being right. And then, you know, it would end and everybody would go home to their girlfriends. And I'm like, um, I'm, I'm a girl. Like, what, what about me? Um, I was just one of the guys and it was just it was just one more way that I was different. And it ostracized me from women, too. I had a couple of friends that were like, oh, the NFL, why would you watch football? That's the National Felony League. And I'm like, seriously, seriously, like you're trying to invest in the stock market, which is the biggest collection of shady ass motherfuckers on the planet, just because they're on Wall Street and in suits doesn't mean anything. Meanwhile, But that's the thing, like how many how many NFL players go in and out of the system and you never know their names? Like pick anybody on any offensive line and people are going to be like, who, huh? Does he play? <laughs> Meanwhile, the man's been there for like 12 years holding down mm-hmm. the fort and shit and he plays and he gets ruined and he gets his money, which isn't enough and goes off the field and you never hear about him. Right. So I've gotten, yeah, again, not popular at dinner parties, <laughs> but um, it's just, there are not a lot of women who, who, do it the way we did it or do it. Um, And so it's what it's meant to me is 
it's it's part of who I am and it's part of what I enjoy and being authentic and, and all of that. I think it has a lot to do with growing up in Florida. I'm sure I'd, I'd be able to hang with women from Texas also where football is a religion. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but it, being able to watch sports and enjoy it is, is a, makes me fringe, not the norm. Not norm. Well, I like fringe. So that's why I've always loved you. Well, thanks. But I mean, I think that's changing. I think there are more women enjoying sports, more women involved in sports, more women excelling in sports. And I'm very glad for it. But being the only chick at the bar actually watching the game 20 years ago, when I'm in my Mm -hmm. 20s trying to hang out and pick up motherfuckers. First of all, I don't think people are going to ask you out if you tell them that their team choice is stupid. I learned that the hard way. Like trying to to talk to a guy, trying to talk to a guy that you think is cute and being like, ew, why'd you pick that team? (laughs) You're getting your ass kicked. Ooh, you know, your quarterback just got sacked. (laughs) And then he leaves and doesn't ask me for my phone number. And I'm like, why do you ain't like me? So (laughs) What kind of a problem? Um, that's not like that. It turns out. <laughs> really? Hmm. Oh, I've learned. No <laughs> So I think. Uh, what's the stat? What's the? Oh, I honestly can't see it now because I, <laughs> I crossed out. Hold on. You really crossed it out? Yeah, I really did. I really hold on. I really can't see it now. Okay, that's fine. Damn it. I'll look it up. <laughs> no, or but um, that's fine. Um, what do you want people to take away from this episode? Oh, um, it's it's really unfair to foster independence and aggression, assertiveness, however you want to call it, in your daughters, and then ask them to turn it off, mm-hmm. and ask them to not direct it at you, and to not have something to say about how you're doing things. Um, there's a story in, in the book I'm writing about, um, we were at my cousin's house and typically when Pakistani families get together, the men gather in one place and the women gather in another place. And I'm talking living room and kitchen. I don't mean like different fucking sides of the house. Um, and so they were sitting in a semicircle and there was an argument about quarterbacks going on. And this is in the Phil Sims Boomer Esiason days. Which, why is Phil Sims still on TV? Also, that man sacked himself to avoid Richard Dent. And that's my favorite football clip on the planet. (laughs) Also, the defense that I picked wouldn't be able to function in today's NFL because of all their stupid fucking tackling rules. Because suddenly, defenders are supposed to defy the laws of physics and curb momentum when they're throwing 260 pounds at another human being. Anyways. Back to the story, not. So we were, we were at my cousin's house. There's a semicircle of men and they're discussing Phil Sims and Boomer Esiason and my sister's sitting there and she's arguing for one or the other. I don't know which, hopefully not Phil Sims. And, um, but it's against my dad. Um, and he proceeds to berate her and he brings up her grades. And he's like, why would somebody who has a C and whatever know something about football. And I, I saw her start shaking. I saw her look at her hands and I saw her hands start shaking. And then I guess he saw it too. I had come into the room because me and my cousins were about to start a game and I wanted to know if she wanted to play. And, um, I saw it happen. And then he said, just go get me some water. And so she went and got water and 
brought it to him and left the room. And I was, I didn't even ask her. I just went, I was like, she must want to be alone. Like, um, but I didn't go check on her either. It was kind of every man for himself in my house um, when daddy was around. And I didn't expect him to answer or talk to her that way. But that's part of the abuse is not being able to predict what the parent is going to do in the different situations. But it was a very clear line that you're allowed to be something as a person, but also the relationship with daddy is different when no one's watching. Mm -hmm. And then when people are watching, you have to be somebody else. And that's unfair is, is the least of it. It's very damaging. It's very confusing. It makes the relationship um, unpredictable. And it leaves the kid on guard because then you can't trust. So then when later on, when he's like, come sit with me and let's watch football, like the first quarter, we're like, do we say anything? Is this the, is this the football where we're allowed to have an opinion and predict, or is this the football where we have to, you know? So when my uncles would come over and they're like, Oh, let's get together and watch the game. Me and my sister were like, Oh, you're coming. Okay. Mm. Because we could enjoy ourselves better if you weren't there. there. Right. Right. So, but me and my sister, we would play with that line. The uncles would show up and we'd start talking and we'd go right up to that line. And then the looks happen in from dad and you're like, oh, look at the time. Let me go home with the subs, you know, like and back up. Um, so, yeah, it's just that's not right. If you want to be part of the culture, then be part of the culture. But this whole like we're American and we watch football, but we're still Pakistani and you're not allowed to speak like that's that's really hard. And I'm sure there are other, maybe not with football exactly, but with other cultures, ethnicities. Yeah, there's something <laughs> where a family is doing that to their kids. It's not. It's not. I think, easy. A, I, I think that's a. I think that is a cultural phenomenon when it comes to minorities, a lot because a lot of that resonates with me. Um, with my father being Caribbean, my mother being American, you know, soccer, well, football, obviously, because duh, grew up in Florida, but the other football, you mm-hmm. know, if you're a Caribbean kid and you can't play soccer, something's wrong with you. You better not have legs, you know, <laughs> better, you know, and if you do have legs and you can't, you can't cross it, you can't get on the pitch, you can't kick a ball, then something wrong with you. Right. So, you know, growing up with that, that level of, boy, you better get outside. You know, like kids sit, kids stay in the house today and they play soccer on PlayStation Teams. or whatever, they cage, whatever. Yeah, FIFA. You know, like, <laughs> yeah. I was like, what? <laughs> you know? Yeah. But, I can't, yeah. oh my God, I cannot make that Madden game work for the life of me. <laughs> but I can go outside and throw a spiral. And yes. I was, I, I, again, hanging out with people in my college years, mm-hmm. throwing the ball. And this guy's like, who taught you how to throw? And I looked that man dead in the face and I was like, my sister. Mm. And he's like, Oh, exactly. And I was like, mm-hmm. no, he's not going to ask me for my number. <laughs> <laughs> then, I mean, at that point, I was like, now it's a game. <laughs> oh, Lord. Connie stayed alone in her college years. <laughs> exactly. Mom, why you ain't had no dates? Because I was dating the NFL, apparently. <laughs> apparently, you can't have both. <laughs> 
Oh my God. Uh, so on that note, we're gonna end today's episode. And um I think I think what what, what people need to understand is, you know, imported baggage is about learning about yourself as much as it, as it is learning about the ties that bind you, the ties that make you who you are, the ties that created you and so on and so forth. So that self-actualization, that self-growth, that self-worth, that, you know, freedom, that independence, it all comes from somewhere. So getting to know your love of football was to getting to know, you know, one, you can't go and talk smack to guys and expect them to date you. But at the same time, that's so wrong. It was, it was but that's part of that bullshit. You know, we want a woman who's independent. I wish I was okay. with a girl who knew how to watch sports. Uh huh. That's another episode. <laughs> that's another episode. I'm just going to lay all my hurt out. On my <laughs> I can see, I can see that. There's a whole bunch of hurt that you got lined up. You know, but, um, <laughs> But guys, we we hope you like listening to this. And uh, if you've got some ideas for other episodes that you'd like for us to copy and 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 or put down for you guys, let us know. Um, we'll put that information, how to get a hold of us, in the in the uh, notes. And you'll see us on socials. And we'll, when we're promoting these, you can always you know talk about them and things like that. And we're happy to hear from anybody and everybody. You agree with us. You don't agree with us. You like what we're doing. You don't like what we're doing. We want to hear it all. Except um, Packers fans. <laughs> especially Packers fans. Uh, yeah. Is that what you said? Is that, I heard that's what you said. That's kind of not what I said. <laughs> yeah. That's fine. But um, thank you guys for listening. Thank you guys for paying attention. And um, we, we have more coming. We have more in store. And we hope you continue to listen. Say bye, Nadi. Bye, Nadi. All right, guys, you take care. Bye. Music for this podcast brought to you by bensound.com. Thank you for listening today. Hey, be a part of the podcast, our movement. Follow us on Instagram at High Octane Media ENT or on Facebook at High Octane Media and Entertainment. You can also find us on YouTube at, yep, you guessed it, High Octane Media and Entertainment. If you want to leave a comment or have a show idea, use one of the socials. Or if you really can't get enough of us and you want to join us for one of our live shows, find us at highoctane.business forward slash media dash events. Thank you for bringing us into your lives and sharing in ours. Take care and come back again soon.